0: Everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Rail. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher. Taryn, things are a lot better in Flyers land. game losing streak is in the rear view. The Flyers have won consecutive games for the first time since October 27-28. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Start your confidence journey today with bite. Taryn, I want to ask you, is this an aberration or do you think this is serious, real strides in the right direction for the Flyers?
1: I think it's serious, real strides. I also want to apologize in advance if there is any chewing sounds or if at any point I have something in my teeth because I'm actively eating lunch as we do this podcast because there is no time in the day anymore given the flyer schedule uh, over the past week or so. But no, I think it's the real deal. I think that um, that new voice in the room thing, I I do think people I I believe thought it would have to set in right away. I I think we're seeing it now. Um, I think the Vegas win was a real character win for the Flyers because there were a lot of moments in that game that I think if it had been any of the, the 10 games prior, you might've seen this team fold like a house of cards and instead they battled through and, and were able to get a win and, um, and honestly, we've seen last year as well as early this year, we've seen the Flyers play down to opponents at times. And I was afraid maybe that might happen in Arizona after the emotional high of the Vegas game. And that didn't happen either. So I think in a, in different ways, you saw big character strides. And I think that's been the issue with the Flyers lately. A lot of people looking, not lacking character, but, but looking out of character. Um, and, you know... You start to feel good about the power play scoring two goals in one game. Sean Couturier getting back on a scoring track. TK, we're used to seeing him scoring. He's he's had some really nice assists lately. JVR getting streaky here. There's a lot of stuff to feel good about. Um, the fly, I mean, seeing Carter Hart look like what we saw even early in the losing streak. Look, just look like himself again. The past couple of starts that he'd had, you get concerned. And and again, it's one of those things where you go. I don't know that you put Carter's performance on Carter. You put it on the people in front of him for them to play well in front of him and for him to get a win is is really what I think he needed to get back on track, not a bailout type of game for the team in front of him. So that was nice. Um, and I think not for nothing, Mike Yo said that first week, He's I'm not changing things structurally because – Then you're thinking about what you're supposed to be doing and you slow down. And he was like, I just want to change the attitude. And I think towards the end of the week, we saw that problem will be now they play the Devils. And while the Devils league wide are not like a force to be reckoned with, they've been a Flyers bugaboo. So should be interesting here, Jordan. Do you believe this is a true turnaround or do you think just they got lucky against Vegas and then Arizona's just bad?
0: I, I, yeah, I, I will say I, I do think it's positive steps, positive strides. I do think they're a lot better team than the 8, 12, and 4 team that was that had lost 10 straight. Like I don't think that's the Flyers. I, I do think they are a better team. I don't think they're a bottom 5, 10 team in the league. Uh, I, am a, I still have concerns, but I think the number one thing really you're seeing is you're seeing a team that's not pressing as much, and a result of not pressing is they're finishing. They're finishing. They're able to score goals. I think it's no coincidence that Travis Konechny, Sean Couturier, James Van Riemsdijk all uh, made plays, created goals, finished goals during those two wins. Uh, It's no coincidence that they scored four or more goals in consecutive games for the first time since the opening three games of the season. So you're seeing guys that have track records of scoring and producing goals doing that. Taron, I will say I'm a little worried still about them giving up a lot of shots uh, and relying a little too much on their goaltending. But I do think the way the Vegas win was a real gutsy win. I think they cared. They really wanted that game, and they go into a tough building, and they win. Um, they, they still give up their shots. They still give up some goals, but they find a way. And then Coyotes' 5-3 win, I think they were just a better team than Arizona, who's arguably the worst team in the league. So they won a game they were expected to. So positive signs there, but I do want to ask you, are you concerned about the shots given up? Um, relying too much on goaltending. Carter Hart was phenomenal against Vegas. He had highlight reel saves. I, I just worry that maybe they're going to rely too much on that. They're giving up the most shots per game in the league right now. Now, a lot of good teams do give up shots. Uh, the Oilers, I think, are like in the top four or five in shots given up. where the better teams, they like to trade offense sometimes with offense.
1: But I just – I mean, I, the abs. Look at the abs. And like, the Avs, yeah. they're scoring the like Avalanche more. earlier this week. yeah. At the time of the game, I was looking up like goals against uh, per game average, looking for the Flyers and where they had fallen into in the league, and the abs were were well, well below the Flyers in that category. So, um, I, here's what I'll say: <clears throat> I do think that they are trying to figure out how to. <sighs> I think the structure of the system that they played before when you don't play it well goes very poorly is what I'll say. And I think when it goes very poorly, it leaves defensively, it leaves you out to dry a little bit. Um, I talked to Mike Yo today. We had one-on-one sit down. It will air tomorrow um, in flyers pregame live. So that's before the Tuesday game against the devils. If you're not listening Uh, up to date, you can probably find it on our website soon. Um, but um, I, I think, you know, the, something Mike talked about that I really, I, I like the way he put it was going forward when you hit freeze frame, when you hit pause on the TV, he wants you to see like four flyers in any given freeze frame, offensively through the neutral zone, defensively. And and they were getting really stretched out before. I think it was leaving big gaps. It was leading to lots of shots on goal, situations where defensemen were put in, in really difficult predicaments. Because um, there were times where I look at, at the goals, and I'm turning to Scott now as my two analysts, and I'm going, what would you like to see, you know, whether it's Sanheim and Risto or Provy and, you know, Braun or, you know, Sealer and Yandel are now Yandel and Connaughton. Like, what do you want to see them do here? And it's like, well, it's not really them. It's it's this gap that's been left by F1, F2, F3, or given this transition in the neutral zone. So I I think if they can make things a little bit more compact, um, that hopefully will help negate what they've done before. Um, but I think they, yeah, it is concerning because there's a lot of situations where you look at, all right, what would you have done differently here? And it's multiple things in multiple instances before they allow a goal. And structurally, I think you're going to see some of those things change. So does concern me, yes. It will concern me more if it's still a thing three weeks from now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, Jordan, you tell me.
0: No, I, I think that's fair. And I'm very eager to see the interview with Mike Yo. Fans, check that out. Uh, I've really enjoyed Mike Yo, Taryn. I'm sure you enjoyed the interview. I think he's uh, he articulates and is well spoken. He's thoughtful. Um, we appreciate that, us media folks. Um, some coaches obviously give short answers, They're, they want to be in and out. I'm not saying Elaine Vino was like that. Elaine was very honest, uh, which I appreciated as well. So looking forward to that interview. But yes, I, I do want to see the Flyers be that team that was, you know, a lot fewer shots against like what in 2019-20 when I, when they were at their best under Alain Vigneault, they were giving up the fewest shots per game in the league. They were dominating teams in shots. And like, that was a real fun team to watch because they, they parked you, they parked opponents in the offensive zone and made them really play down there. Um, and they control games that way. They had a lot of lopsided wins that year because of the way they played. And I haven't seen that yet again. And then I just don't know what happened to that team. And, I don't think they should be trying to win track meets. And I think if they do that, they're going to be in trouble. I don't think they will
1: win very many track meets.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to win a lot of times.
1: I don't think they they can compete in the track meet. They don't have enough consistent score. I mean... They don't. Like, let's just look over the past 10 games. Losing streak aside, they don't have enough consistent scoring unless everybody... And I do think everybody's been on a cold snap at the same time. But it's not like, you know... Edmonton can can go into track meets purposely and win them because they have Dreisaitl and, oh, by the way, Connor McDavid. Like, they have both of those types of players. The Flyers don't have that. And as much as, like, I think Claude Giroux really got a ton of the brunt of blame when A V, you know, got let go and whatever, Claude Giroux's been the most, I think, high compete level throughout the 10-game losing streak. And still sometimes, like – it, they just don't have the pieces to like will they, they don't have the pieces to compete in those track meets, I don't think. Um and but to be fair, like you were saying, that team that was fun to watch two years ago, they didn't either. We would constantly talk about how the Flyers were one of the hottest teams in the league and they didn't have, I think, anyone in the top 20 in goal scoring. They did it by committee and it worked. And it and it wore teams out. And they, that's, that's, I think, what Chuck Fletcher was trying to do when he pieced this team together, was be another team that can wear teams down. But in order to do that, you have to be good defensively. The one thing I will say, though, Jordan, it concerns me more when Martin Jones is in goal. Carter Hart loves – I mean, when Carter Hart sees a lot of rubber, he's very good. When he sees, like, 50 shots a game, that's unfair. But <laughs> when he sees a lot of rubber, he's very good, which is interesting to me. Um, Martin Jones, I don't think – you want to have seeing like 45, 47 shots a night. I don't think that's the approach you can take. Um, but I did want to point out before I forgot, the the one saving grace is that Carter is not a goaltender who, who folds from seeing lots of shots. Yeah. He plays better when he sees a decent amount of shots at some point. It's like the amount of high quality, high danger, scoring chances, that becomes your concern. Um, but, yeah, no, if they're a team who wants to win by committee offensively, I think part of that is playing well defensively as well, which obviously has been an issue as of late.
0: Wire's Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and you needs. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
1: indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed.
0: I think part of the, the the shots against problem is probably the strength of schedule. Like Mm -hmm. you can say it's excuses all you want, but they played some really good teams during that 10 game losing streak, the lightning three times, the the Rangers, um, the Panthers, the hurricanes, like these are top 10 teams point percentage wise. Uh, so maybe the the schedule lightning could be a really good opportunity for the for the Flyers. Do you think that could be the case?
1: Yeah, I I I know people like to say, like, oh, the schedule's an excuse and this, that, and the next thing. The schedule, strength of schedule is not an excuse. It's very much like in across sports. It's something that's considered when you come to like decide who's in the college football playoff. It it is important. The one part of the the strength of schedule where I'm like, you can point at and say, well, that's unacceptable. Is the amount of star power some of these teams were missing when the Flyers played them, but they also were playing well without those stars there to begin with. So they're still good teams. Even if Tampa doesn't have Braden Point and Braden Point is a really impactful player, or Kutrov, or when you talk about Barkov in Florida, they've been getting it done without those players prior to the Flyers playing them um, or since the Flyers have played them. So uh, yes, I do think that the gauntlet week has come and gone. The problem now is, and again, this is something I talked to Mike Yo about, is I think when you the, when you dig yourself in that kind of hole, despite whatever the schedule says, I don't think you can help but start to like standings watch for chunks of the season now because you really do like every night you have to battle yourself out of that 10 game losing streak, Um, which is possible. You you just have to go on like sustained runs. And then if you lose games, it can only be so many at a time. But like realistically, if you break up the 10 game losing streak into like five little sets of two games losses here and there, seems more digestible. The problem is, is that in order to be able to like overcompensate in that way, you have to go on long runs of winning stretches, obviously. So um, I, I do think that they're fortunate that their schedule is lightening up, but they have to take advantage of it. Like there's no, the devils are a tough team for the to play against for years. Now, if you look back over the past few seasons, you have to beat the devils. I mean, you just, you have to, you have to figure out a way to beat the devils. You can't, I think for the sake of like trying to figure out what the identity of this team is as well, you have to take advantage of these games that you're supposed to, or I don't know that this team at given the recent history, you'd say is supposed to beat, but that as we went into the season, we were like, this team should beat these teams. Um, this, this is the kind of put up or shut up couple of weeks, I would say.
0: 100%. And it's a window of opportunity really for the Flyers. I think to, further themselves in terms of getting right, uh, getting healthy, and putting themselves in a decent spot by January 1st uh, where they can be in it and get healthier. Because, Taryn, I, do you like this team on paper? I think when Joel Faraby's healthy, when Ryan Ellis is healthy, um, I think there's nothing to dislike about the team. I think there's a there's a team there that can really contend and get back in this.
1: Well, first of all, Jordan, since you Jordan puts in the work, guys. Jordan goes to practice at like six a.m. before the rink's even open, and sits there and waits for the bodies to come in. Um, you have a little bit of an update when it comes to to health and and everything from this morning. Why don't you Why don't you share your insight, Jordan? Because I don't think you get enough credit for how hard you work here.
0: I appreciate that. No, I'm not there at six a.m., but I like sorry, I, like eight
1: thirty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But they get there a little early today. And, yeah, we, we caught Joel Faraby on the ice with Derek Broussard doing some rehab work. Sounds like is getting closer, Taren. Uh He's not going to play, I think, in these next two games. But he's ahead of schedule. So that's a real positive. He was week to week with that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone exactly knew. Uh, last time we even talked to Elaine Vigneault, he was saying he wasn't sure if it was going to be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So it sounds like he's getting yeah. closer, which is a huge positive. Um, one of their best goal scorers, I think. And he's, he really plays in all situations. Ryan Ellis, yeah. um, we're not exactly sure. I still think it's going to be a late December, early January thing. Mike um, Yo said, he uh, Ellis was getting an MRI. He didn't know the results yet of it. But it sounds like he was progressing, which is a positive.
1: Late December we're, is like almost here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, wild. Yeah, okay. But late December is almost here. So I, I'm leaning more towards January. If I'm being totally transparent. I would say he's going to end up going on that post-winter break West Coast road trip. But I don't know. that would be my guess. It's based off of no like inside sources or anything. So I don't like take my word for it as if it's sourced. It's not. It's just based off of like vibes because we haven't seen them out there. So that's no. I don't think it's gonna be like the next week and a half. I, I would think it'd be after Christmas would be my guess. But I do. I've always liked this team on paper. Problem is is Ryan Ellis affects at least two d pairs, sometimes three. So that's hard. and that's hard to overcome because it's not like you just lose Ryan Ellis and you, you lose that talent at that one position, you lose Ryan Ellis and then you lose Justin Braun off the third D pair. Um, when you do that, because Justin Braun goes up to play with Proveroff and then that third D pair gets weaker, which is, you know, not a knock on Connaughton or Sealer or Yandel it's individually. It's just, I think Justin Braun better complements what Keith Yandel can do. So yeah, um, I do like it on paper. I think Ryan Ellis is, is a huge missing piece, but I mean, they've played without him so far, so it's one they should be adjusted to by now. Um, I think Broussard coming back is, is flown way under the radar, but when Broussard comes back, I think that's a huge return for them, um, especially if he's like feeling 100%. Um, I think he adds a ton of depth down the middle. Wade Allison, I did not see what he did in Lehigh. I heard tremendous things about how well he played in Lehigh. So that's huge for this team. Um, Because I think Wade, you can put him on some of these lines, and he adds a layer of physicality that maybe some of those lines might be missing. Um, And... And I like how, I mean, I, I like how Morgan Frost has looked in some of these games. I think that's a positive. Morgan Frost's big critique has always been that he comes on hot and then he fades. So you want to see him sustained to kind of do some nice things. But this past week, we saw him do some nice things. So on paper, yeah, I do like this team. I like a lot about this team. Um, just, I mean, on paper it hasn't really mattered recently. So I don't put a ton of weight into that. But um, I, I think. We watched, like I said before, we watched a lot of guys play out of character for like two weeks. And a lot of people look lost for two weeks or more than two weeks, I would say, for the over that 10 game losing streak. Um, And so it's nice to see guys play with instinct. I I mean, I know Mike talked about it, but you tell me if you agree here, Jordan. For a long time, and it's the big criticism of Provy, and I think you see it we saw it across the ice on everyone over the the losing streak is when you think too much, it slows down everything that you do. It's, you're not just playing hockey. You're thinking about what you should be doing while you're playing hockey. The past two games, there was a lot less think first, do second, and a lot more instinctual read and react hockey. And if this team's going to be successful, I think they need their guys to be doing that moving forward.
0: Absolutely, and I think a lot of that will start to happen um, as they get more comfortable, like you said, Taryn, and play freely. Um, but I wonder what – what like, some people were asking what the difference is between Mike Yeo and Elaine Vigneault. Like, to me, their systems are very similar. He's going to tweak things and little details, subtleties that uh, will be different, but they both love possession. They both love living in the offensive zone. They both love playing with the puck. Playing less defense means better offense. Um, all of that. So it makes you wonder where things went under Elaine Vigneault, like why the system was so effective early on and why um, it became less effective. Uh, perhaps that's just when things are going bad. Uh, sometimes players uh, start to get frustrated. Maybe the message doesn't resonate. Uh, when a new coach comes in, everyone's kind of glued to that new coach and they're ready to listen. You know, I'm not putting this on the players, uh, but I'm also not putting a ton of it on Alain Vigneault. I think he wanted to play the way Mike Yo is – trying to get the Flyers to play. Maybe the Flyers just needed a new voice to really get that message to sink in again. But I do think personnel will help. Ryan Ellis, an all-situation guy, is going to help them play the way they want to play. It's going to help Ivan Prover a, a ton. It's going to make everyone um, everyone better. So I think his return would be huge. And if the Flyers can be in good shape by January 1, I think that will be a target date. Because Taryn from, I think, December 18th to January 1st, they only have five games because of that, that holiday break and the way they schedule is just lined up. So they can miss Ellis from December 18th to like January 1st and only have, miss him for about five games. If they can be in decent shape by January 1, um, I think that would be huge because I think you're going to have Joel Farabee back. You think you'll probably have Derek Broussard and then maybe you're getting your, one of your biggest saviors in Ryan Ellis back. And the Flyers could have the team that maybe they saw and envisioned around the off-season time of, of Wade Allison and many other guys maybe having that team back together and, and really starting to pl- hit their stride under Mike Yo. There's so much to explore in Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Montgomery County is composed of charming towns and main streets, each with its own personality, style, and unique vibe. Whether you are looking to get away with family or enjoy a special trip with friends, Leave behind the stress of planning and use our guide to find some of the most amazing things to do. Explore which town and Main Street suits you best or visit them all. Visit MakeItMainStreet.com to plan your getaway today. Taryn, if you could pick maybe the most promising aspect of the two wins, what would it be for you? And then also, if you could also give me maybe one of your lingering concerns moving forward. So one promising aspect that really stood out for you and maybe one lingering concern that you would like to see shored up.
1: I think the instinctual thing, the, the just competing playing hockey thing was probably the biggest positive for me. I know that's like a intangible and it's not a player or whatever, but I think, um, you know, the power play going again, there's a lot less thinking it's a lot more read and react just do. Um, JVR getting his goals. I think it's a lot more just guys, not just him, people around him, just reading, reacting, and playing. Uh, and that was nice to see again because it felt like a lot of these guys almost seemed like they lost. It's hard to get out of your own head. Like when you think about thinking, you you just continue to think about it. And that gets in your way. That's one of the hardest things as an athlete. I was talking to Scott about it is when your problem is is that you're overthinking, There's no real way to get out of it other than just one day to do it. And to see certain guys just doing that now, um, see Sean Couturier score the other night, like that's huge. Um, The negative, I mean, I know we already talked about it, way too many shots on goal. Like you can't have – I know Martin Jones played really well to start the season. I'm still not faulting him for anything that happened over that 10 game losing streak, but I don't think Martin Jones is Carter. And I don't think you can allow as many shots on goal out there um, as they have been period, but especially not when it's, it's not Carter Hart between the pipes because Carter makes unreal saves. Um, So that's, that's probably my biggest concern. Um, That and just New Jersey. Like I just, I, I, I don't think New Jersey can derail this team at this point. I will say this, Mike is a well, and this is not a shot at at A.V. at all. I know every time we say this, it's like, well, Mike is this. That means A.V. must have been that. Mike is is a well-liked guy who, I mean, just when you talk to him, I feel like you get the sense of, like, he, he comes to your level. He comes to where you're at, and I think the players know that. And I think they respect that when he talks to them, he talks to them from a place of, of experience and understanding and whatever. And when he talks to the media, same thing today. Like, we get done our interview and he's like, hey, if you ever have a question about anything, I'd rather you, you know, even if it's off camera, just come ask me um, so that I can give you, like, an accurate answer of what's going on than, you know, d- d- not want to ask or whatever. You know, he's, he's very open And I think these guys will play for him, but I am a little concerned about New Jersey because New Jersey has been a bugaboo. And I think that Mike's got them on the right track and feeling good right now. And they're playing for him. And I think they want to win for him Um, and for each other and for themselves, obviously too. But um, I, I do think all of that, I just worry that you just don't, yet trust I think the the mental side of things yet if you lose to New Jersey and then like I, I just that that worries me I just don't want to see the the good vibes get derailed because I think that a lot of this trusting your instincts thing part of that is built off of confidence when the Flyers were really good in 2019 2020 they would always talk about like the confidence came and then the production came and then even more confidence came than even more production came. I think that's true of most athletes in most sports. And I don't really want to see like a derailed by the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday.
0: No, Tuesday's a big game. I could not agree more, Taryn. It's a chance for the Flyers to maybe smack back or bounce back or hit back, whatever you want to say, against the Devils. Two teams that have kind of punched them in the mouth a little bit. They – New Jersey gave the Flyers two really damaging losses. Two of them were in the 10-game losing streak. Uh, the one was the 10th and final loss of that streak, under, and it was, came under Mike Yeo where they were shut out. I felt everyone was really frustrated after that game from a viewer standpoint, from a team standpoint. And then another one was uh, it was a tie game going into the third period, and the Flyers just collapsed in terms of not making right decisions. Um, it was one game that probably really sealed Elaine Vino's fate as uh, head coach here. So two really damaging losses in New Jersey. Here the Flyers welcomed them into Philadelphia. A real chance to kind of get back at a division rival and show them that they are a different team than that. So big game for the Flyers, really, to not only continue the positives that they they have from these past two games, uh, but also make a statement against a division rival. So could not agree more, Taren. I loved seeing what I saw in the power play. That would be a big positive for me uh, coming from these two wins. Three power play goals over the two victories. They had three in their previous 11 games. Uh, The power play got set up. It got situated. It got looks. I don't remember one time where I thought they had like a failed or um, botched entry. Like everything looked good. Like they got set up and it looked like there was good cohesiveness on the power play. So that would be my biggest positive. Uh, Biggest concern would also be shots against. I would really love to see them play that 2019-20 style again where maybe they dominate a team in shots and really control the game. They don't have to light up the scoreboard. They could score two or three goals, but I would love to just see them really dominate uh, control and tempo of play on the ice. Uh, Show me that 2019-20 team a little bit. Uh, I still think they can kind of be that team. I think they have the personnel, especially when they get healthier, to play that way. So uh, that would be one concern. Shots against and – Relying a little too much on your goalies, because I mean, if Carter gives up one or two more goals in that Vegas game where he doesn't have to make a highlight real save, uh, we could be talking about a whole new ball game with the Flyers and where their losing streak maybe would be. Uh, would they have two consecutive wins? Who knows? So a little less relying on that goaltender would be nice, Taryn. But Taryn, I cannot wait I to see this. Cannot wait to see this interview with Mike Yo. Uh, Catch it out, Flyers fans, on Flyers pregame live on Tuesday uh, before the Devils game as the Flyers look for that third straight win. Taryn will have that interview for you with the Flyers and Taren. We might have two
1: parts because it went really long. So he gave us a lot. Mike gives you a lot. He does. He really shares.
0: Which is beautiful for us media folks. We love that. So catch it out, Flyers fans. Do not miss it uh, as the Flyers look for that third straight win. Taryn, thank you so much as always. Great chatting with you. Great seeing you. Cannot wait to talk to you again later this week. Ben Barry, our podcast mm-hmm. guru and producer, big thank you to you as well. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.